It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Tony Romo's physical therapist's office, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how was your holiday? Not too shabby. How about you, Sherpa? It was better than Tony Romo's, but that's not really saying much. So <laughs> so it's all come to this. You're the Cowboy fan, I'm the Giants fan. Who's going to win, or should we save that for the end of the show? Because we want to give people let's, a, a let's reason to listen to Let's save it for the end. So it's all a right. little cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you want to talk about instead? We could talk about Jerome Simpson flicking out, flipping out. We could talk about There's all sorts of stuff to talk about. But first I want to mention congratulations. Happy anniversary. This is actually show number 50 for us in the two years that we've been doing this. Hard to believe wow. it's our last show of the season. But uh, congratulations <laughs> because you've actually been here for all 50 shows. I think I've missed one or two. But uh, I have. I have. I've got a, good, a pretty good streak in Iron Man, if you will. You are. We're we're only about two thousand <laughs> you know, two thousand and eighty shows I think behind Cal Ripken's streak. I mean but, I think uh, it's doable. I think it's doable. <laughs> I think it is too, as long as I live long enough for that to happen and you <laughs> don't get tired of me in the meantime. But I, I think it's definitely doable. So so what do you think of these different playoff scenarios? It always seems that, you know, the toughest part for leagues that are still going in week 17 is figuring out who's actually going to be playing this week and what teams are going to be taking it easy and which teams have something to play for. So what teams do you think are in danger of um, benching people that we would want to you know, start in our fantasy leagues? I guess New Orleans is the obvious one, but uh, who else do you think? New England maybe or what other teams are on your radar? Um, you know, I'm I'm not – all that concerned about it. I don't think it's going to be the mass exodus that it usually is because everyone is so closely bunched that guys have had to play down the stretch. I mean, it hasn't been people have been locked in so early the way that they have in years past. So I think that coaches are taking a cue from teams in the past who've rested players and then struggled in the playoffs because of it. And they're playing starters at least a half or three quarters and, they're they're going out there and letting their team get some chemistry and try and get guys in a groove. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think it's it's going to be less a problem than usual. Well, look at the Colts you... with Peyton Manning a couple of years ago. They were fourteen and zero, and then just basically mailed it in their last two games, and they still won the Super Bowl. But that's yeah. only one example <clears throat> among many. That yeah, but there's a lot there's a lot of examples of teams that rested their starters and then got blown out the next week or lost in an embarrassing fashion. It's just I've I've never been a fan of resting players. I think that it's your job. You go out there and you're just ready to go. Like everyone's going to be, you know, have bumps and bruises and be dinged up at this point in the year. I mean, it's not like anyone's 100% healthy now. No, but for instance, if you're Houston, what do you have to gain by playing Arian Foster? This summer, I mean, this uh, week, Ben Tate's a good back, too. Why not let him take those bumps and bruises and 
Yeah, but you have a guy like TJ Yates who's only been in for a few weeks and it's his first real week with Andre Johnson. You want the the offense to gel as a unit like you're going to need it to in the playoffs. You want all of your personnel to be able to feed off one another and work together and see what your offense is really going to look like now that you have all the pieces there. I would still play him. I think you have to if if you're the Texans. I, I guess I would take the other side of that. Even if Andre Johnson is healthy, T.J. Yates, you're already down to your third-string quarterback. If you lose him, you, know, you might as well not even show up for your playoff games. So I would say, why even take that risk? But if you have a different opinion, yeah, just, then how can people so get angry. in touch with us to let us know <laughs> that opinion? Uh, it's just it's that's bad coaching. I think I think that you can't play scared. You have to play to win games. Well, you're not playing scared. You're just looking at the big picture and being smart. You are. That's I mean, you could. You're. Arian Foster could get hurt sneezing. I mean, it. Well, he could, but because, he's much more likely to get hurt against Jacksonville on or whoever they're playing on Sunday. Well, than you he know is. what? Then you just said, oh, Tennessee. well, if their backup Ben Tate's so good, why can't he play? Then he's good enough to play if Arian Foster gets hurt. I'm going out there with the guys that I want to be ready for the playoffs. I want them ready. I want them playing at least a half together. Uh, Arian Foster, I think, is ready for the play. But anyway, what you listeners, what do you think? Who, how how would you approach a game if you were Houston this week or if you were New Orleans or or um, Green Bay, just to use three examples? But So how can people get in touch with us to express their uh, opinion, Jana? Well, let's, let's first talk about – we'll get there in one sec. We are going to continue this discussion throughout the show – we're going to look at the Week 17 matchups. We're going to tell you who to start, who to sit, who's winning what, and obviously we're going to have a lively little debate about the Cowboys and Giants later on. If you want to have your voice heard, if you want to talk to us about lineup questions, what you think about this debate, anything above, you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. And that, I think, will do it for how you can get a hold of us during the live show. We've got some other ways during the week. Since this is our last episode, make it count. I just wanted to let you know I'm only going at 75% this week. I don't know what I'm resting up for because I'm out of the playoffs. But oh, Ridiculous. Let's move on to injuries because you're just making me angry Let's with do all that. this That'll give me some time to eat my holiday candy. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm thinking about muting you. <laughs> uh, we do, unfortunately, have a lot of injuries this week. Some of them could be affecting... The show with Janet doesn't have quite the same ring to it, so you might not want to do that. I'm going to continue. Some of them may affect your fantasy team. Some of them may not, but they're going to affect teams overall, so we're still going to go through them. Um, One thing that will not be affecting your roster most likely is the Dolphins' Jason Taylor announcing he will retire after Sunday's game. Kind of a bummer. He's a good player, but eh, everybody's got to sometime. He's an even better dancer. Probably one of the biggest injuries, if not the biggest this week, was Adrian Peterson. Blew out his left knee, tore his ACL, MCL, and probably his meniscus. As a med student described it to me, the unhappy triad of your knee. 
uh, during the third quarter of the game on Sunday. They're hoping he'll be back in early September. He will have surgery in the next week once the swelling goes down. Uh, the Vikings obviously put him on IR since he will not be playing this week and sign running back Caleb King, formerly of Georgia, to replace Peterson on the roster. Not that that's really going to uh, matter to most of you at this point, but good for Caleb King. The 49ers made some interesting moves, uh, one of them being to release wide receiver Braylon Edwards. He has since cleared waivers and is a free agent. Now, the hot topic is people are wondering Packers if... Packers should sign him. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think it's anybody's going to Cowboys sign him because... Sign him. Nobody is going to sign Braylon Edwards because he does not know enough about the playbook to help a team. It's not worth it at this point to take someone off your roster to put Braylon Edwards, who even said on Twitter the reason he was released was because he, coming back from injury, it wasn't fast enough, he didn't gel, all this and that. But uh, the the thing people want to talk about is will T.O. or Randy Moss land there, a team bound for the playoffs looking for some veteran leadership? I say no. It's no. Why why bring that negativity in at this point? You got young players, just go with them. It seems odd to release him now when you're so banged up at wide receiver, and we'll talk about a few more of those wide receiver injuries later on to the 49ers. Maybe New England will find him. I doubt it. <laughs> um, but the Redskins also released running back Ryan Terrain at the same time. It's just one less player for Shana Hannigans this week. I mean, it is what it is. As the Sherpa alluded to earlier, Tony Romo had a little bit of a a rough weekend last weekend. He, during the first series, while trying to throw a pass, got sacked by Jason Babin and crushed his right hand into (laughs) the front of Jason Babin's helmet, and it consequently has gotten enormous with the swelling and is bruised. There's no structural damage. He's going to play this week. The Cowboys are pretty sure of that. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Can I jump Uh, in for just a second? I think that's an example of where Dallas really effed up because they had nothing to play for in that game. That game meant nothing to them after the Giants won, and they had a big enough lead when Dallas took the field that they knew that they weren't going to be playing for anything. Why risk getting an injury to a guy that's going to affect him for the one game next week that you have to win? So that that goes back to my whole argument. Pardon? Fully disagree. I would rather the Cowboys go out, play to win the game, play for everybody to be on the same page and to be in a groove and a rhythm. And if Tony Romo bruises his hand, he bruises his hand. He needs to man up and be well enough to play for next week, which he's going to be. I'm not all that concerned about it. Suppose it hadn't been a broken. Suppose it hadn't been a bruised hand. Suppose it had been a broken clavicle or something that prevented him from playing at all. I just think. The downside to doing it's still that okay. is okay. So you got Stephen McGee behind him. No, it's not okay. You don't yeah, want Stephen I think McGee it's quarterbacking. Fine. No, I that, think Stephen McGee could still have beaten the Giants. I'm really not that not worried about the Giants. It. He would not beat the Giants. That's, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. All right, continue. Um, but anyway, we have a lot to get through, so let's continue here. <laughs> Like I said, Tony Romo going to play this week. Uh, A quarterback who will not be playing is the Browns' Colt McCoy. We're going to see Seneca Wallace again this week. Colt McCoy is still not even cleared to practice from that concussion. His season is likely done. Vikings quarterback Christian Ponder suffered a concussion during that same Vikings game that somehow they still beat the Redskins while losing players left and right. Uh, He has not passed his concussion test yet, but we'll see how that goes. 
Um, in happier news, Drew Brees set the single-season passing uh, record, breaking Dan Marino's record on Monday night. So, you know, he's going to continue to set it this week, which will be interesting. The Raiders wide receiver Jacoby Ford returned to practice from the contagious foot injury that's been going around Oakland. He is looking to play this week. It was a limited basis, but it's the first time in over a month they've seen him on the field, which is a very good sign. Hoping to have him on the field. Uh, One guy who will not be on the field is Darren McFadden, the running back. He's still only doing light jogging. He has not been cleared to practice yet. They're still holding out hope that if they can get into the playoffs, they'll have him for that, but it really doesn't look too good. We'll be ready about the time of the Super Bowl. The only problem is the Raiders won't be playing in it. No, they won't be there. Uh, The Jets running back, Ladanian Tomlinson, was limited with a quad injury. He'll likely play through that. Dolphins' Reggie Bush did not practice with an ankle injury he suffered at the end of the game on Sunday. He's expecting to play. Uh, Again, the Dolphins aren't playing for anything, so if things take a a turn for the worse late in the week, you need to keep an eye on that because there's nothing to kill him over. Giants wide receiver Hakeem Nix isn't practicing, but he's expecting to play despite suffering a strained hamstring on Sunday, Andre Johnson will, like I said, return this week from the left hamstring injury, not the right hamstring injury. This time it's the left. They say he's only going to get about 20 to 25 snaps, so don't bank all of your team's hopes on him. Hopefully you weren't going to do that anyway, but there you go. Cowboys running back Felix Jones was limited to practice. He is still dealing with that hamstring injury that kept him out of practice all last week and caused the Cowboys to play very conservatively with him last week. He will be the guy. He is starting. He is getting the majority of the carries this week. That is somebody you can absolutely start. Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers quarterback, wants to play despite basically only having one foot right now. He's hoping to play the first half this week against the Browns. Uh, again, that's the team he got injured against, so we'll see what happens there. But he's trying to I think to that would be totally back. stupid if he played, but you probably disagree. I do disagree. If he wants to play, I'm going to let him play. It's not uh, going to hurt himself any, any worse. Yes, Dolphins wide receiver Brandon Marshall has been limited with a knee injury at practice, the same knee injury he had last week that clearly was ailing him during the game. Um, he's going to play through it. Whether or not you play him may be another story because he did not look very fleet of foot last week. Bills wide receiver Ruvell Martin's been limited with his own hamstring injury. The Patriots wide receiver Deion Branch has a groin injury. Julian Edelman has a back injury, and Wes Welker has a knee injury. They've all been limited, but practicing, they all will play. Bengals' A.J. Green, the rookie sensation, has been limited with that shoulder injury he suffered two weeks ago. He is going to play through that unless something completely unexpected happens between now and then, which would uh, be, like I said, unexpected. So expect to put him in your lineup. Steelers wide receiver Mike Wallace has been limited with an ankle injury. That's a little more questionable, so keep an eye on that. The Browns wide receiver Joshua Cribbs and... Running back Peyton Hillis and wide receiver Muhammad Massaqua all were limited. They're all hoping to play. Peyton Hillis has an elbow injury, which is a new one for him. Cribs has a groin injury, and Massaqua's got a foot injury. I don't think they're all huge role players on your team right now, but if they are, be aware. Be aware of the matchup and the injuries. Titans running back Chris Johnson hasn't been practicing with an ankle injury. Again, something to keep an eye on. He has missed a little bit of time, but we'll see what happens with the Titans. They're still hoping that things fall their way. 
Houston has a little tight end problem. Joel Dreesen and Owen Daniels both were limited, both with knee injuries. Uh, it doesn't really seem clear which one is healthier than the other, so probably just pass on them both this week. Colts quarterback Dan Orlovsky, not injured, but he did miss practice today due to the birth of triplets this morning. Congratulations to him. Hopefully he gets some sleep before the game this week. <laughs> I doubt it. Hopefully he doesn't pass out cigars to all his teammates. Yeah. Well, Maurice Jones-Drew missed practice, unfortunately not for a reason like Dan Orlovsky. He's got an ankle injury. It seems to be a real issue with number one running backs this week. Watch their ankles. Uh, I'm Probably sure he'll try like to play through ankles, it. Though. Hmm? Probably feels like free ankle injuries, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giants tight end Jake Ballard has a knee injury, and running back Ahmed Bradshaw with his foot injury both did not practice. Uh, Like I said, Hakeem Nix was limited, but he did practice some this week. He's planning to play. Bradshaw and Ballard, keep an eye on. That's going to go down to game time. Redskids running back Roy Hallou was limited with a toe injury. He should play. He has been playing through it. Eagles running back LaShawn McCoy missed practice today with, shocker, an ankle injury, but he also will play through that. The Eagles are trying to get to 500 just for point of pride, if nothing else. The Lions' Calvin Johnson has an Achilles injury. He didn't practice. He doesn't practice a lot, but he always plays and he always plays well, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. The Packers will be without wide receiver Greg Jennings again this week. But running back James Starks with a knee injury and Randall Cobb with a groin injury, they're also missing practice but hoping to both play. Starks I'd keep a little closer eye on. Cobb more a flex player, probably not as big of an issue for you this week. The Bears running back Marion Barber did not practice the calf injury. I would say stay away. It looked like they're passing the torch in the press conference last week. He's not a guy you want on your roster this week. Wide receiver Devin Hester is questionable with an ankle injury. He's been limited at practice. That is another story. He's looking like he'll probably play. Buccaneers, their wide receiver trouble continues. Now Preston Parker has a concussion. He's not practicing. He's probably not playing. And Aurelius Benz not practicing as well with a neck injury. That's also looking pretty bad for him playing this week. The Falcons are in a little better shape with both Harry Douglas and Julio Jones being limited, but at least they're practicing. Michael Turner's been limited with a groin injury as well. I expect to see him play this week. The Panthers' Legadu Nane didn't practice with a foot injury. Uh, Whether or not he gets to the field is going to go down to the wire later on this week, but he's going to try to play through it. Saints wide receiver Lance Moore has a hamstring injury. He didn't practice. He may not see all that much playing time this week since, like you said, they're already pretty well locked up and they have 800 other receivers, so that may be one to avoid this week. 49ers' Ted Ginn Jr. still not practicing. He's been inactive the last two weeks. Tight end Delaney Walker has a jaw injury that he suffered on Sunday. It looks bad. He's not practicing. I would be shocked if he played. Um, out in St. Louis, the quarterback issue continues. Sam Bradford with his wrist injury and A.J. Feely with his right thumb injury, both missing practice. Again, just stay away altogether from the St. Louis quarterbacks. The Chiefs running back Jackie Battle missed practice with a foot injury. That's one I'd also steer clear from if you can. And Oakland, we'll everybody. <laughs> Everybody has a foot injury or a groin injury in Oakland. You can pretty well safe to say nobody's healthy there. Like I said, Jacoby Ford finally came back to practice, but running back or wide receiver Lewis Murphy has also been limited to practice as well. He's probably going to try to play through it. 
Um, out in Seattle, Ben Obamanu did not practice with a knee injury. That's very questionable. Tavares Jackson, he was a full participant. It looks like his pectoral muscle is going to be fine, and he's going to be the starter there. Uh, Laron Stevens-Halling and Beanie Wells in Arizona, both are running backs. Both were limited. Beanie's got the ever-present knee injury and Howling with the hamstring injury. So... Those are going to be later in the day games. You may want to try and find other replacements for them. We're finally done with injuries. And that's all the time we have for the show tonight. We'll be yeah. right now. <laughs> Seems like that. I'm, wait, can you talk three more minutes? I'm not quite done with my candy yet. Oh, thanks. But, Let's get rolling here. All right. Would like to get so through first, this game. first game up, and just remember they're all Sunday games this week. No Thursday game, no Monday night game. Mm. They want all the teams to be on equal footing going into their offseason or their playoffs. So first game up, San Francisco at St. Louis. San Francisco can lock up, I think, the second seed in the NFC if they win this game, and I think they'll do it pretty easily. I'll go with San Francisco to win this game 24-13. Yeah, if St. Louis can score 13 points, I'd be stunned. I don't think this is going to be a very competitive game. Um, I think that the 49ers are going to play at least the first half all their starters, and depending how far out of hand this gets is going to dictate how long they stay in because they want to win this game to help their seeding. Alex Smith I like best as a two-quarterback option, but... If you need somebody who's got a good matchup, he's not a terrible option. St. Louis's defense is not overpowering. <laughs> Frank Gore is a good start. Vernon Davis. Uh, Michael Crabtree as well. If Ted Ginn plays, he's not a bad flex option. Obviously, don't start Braylon Edwards this week since he's not on the team anymore. David Akers, great start at kicker, and I would say absolutely to the defense. For San Francisco, there's no excuse me. For St. Louis, there's nobody I would start this week. Steven Jackson is a maybe for me. Remember, San Francisco number one rated rush defense in football. Although Jackson did quite well against the Steelers last week, so that's why I have him as a maybe and not a no. Wide receiver Brandon Lloyd also a potential flex player for me, and the defense I'm also on the fence about that. I don't think San Francisco is going to score a ton of points in this game, but we'll see. Their weakness, San. St. Louis defense is passing, and Alex Smith, that's not exactly his strong suit. Stay away from whoever they run out there at quarterback for St. Louis, whether it's Sam Bradford, A.J. Feely, Kellen Clemens, who knows, Roman Gabriel, no, he, never mind. Wide receiver Brandon Gibson, tight end Lance Kendricks, kicker Josh Brown, just stay stay far, far away from them. Okay, fair enough. Moving, moving on, Washington at Philadelphia. Neither team really has anything to play for. Philadelphia Wrong. could finish with a 500 record if they win, and I think they'll do that pretty easily. I'll go with the final score, Philadelphia 28, Washington 17. I think this is going to be one of the, the better games of the day. Uh, both these teams are going to play everybody the whole time. This is more a point of pride than anything else, and they want to beat up on each other as division rivals. Um, I think it'll be a little higher scoring than you do because I'm not particularly impressed with either of these defenses, but uh, Rex Grossman really only a two quarterback league option. Wait a Stay minute, you, your Cowboys what? played Philadelphia last weekend, and you weren't impressed with their defense. No, I really wasn't. I've been watching oh. the Eagles all year. I'm not that impressed. Sorry. Well, it's, they only gave up seven points. Granted, it was against an inferior quarterback, but that's beside the point. I'm going to keep going with the Redskins here. 
<laughs> we, Go right we don't ahead. have time to continue this. We'll talk about the Cowboys and the Giants when we get to that game, okay? Got it. All right. Rex, only a two-quarterback league option. He's just not consistent enough. There are better plays this week, I think. Roy Hallou, I would start. Um, the toe injury doesn't bother me too, too much. Jabbar Gaffney, Santana Moss, I'm okay with starting either of them. But beyond that, just say no. Anthony Armstrong, stay away. It's not worth it. Graham Gano, definitely not. I'm going to say no to the defense. You would start... You would start Halu over Evan Royster after what Royster did last week? Yes. Yes, I would. Oh. I don't think Royster can do that two weeks in a row. Well, oh, I disagree, but it's – well, we'll see. All right, for Philadelphia, start quarterback Michael Vick, start wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, start tight end Brandon Selleck, start the defense. I'm – on the fence about LaShawn McCoy, he's questionable with an ankle injury. So, yeah, this, is, this game gets out of hand. I'm not sure. He's that, the best uh, running back in the league. There's no reason. There's no reason to sit him. Well, he's not healthy. That's a reason not to. to I mean, the, he's healthy enough. I'm, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I, 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 if I had better options, I would use them. I don't know that most people. Have what, healthier what, options with better matchups. What matchup, better options do you play. have than LaShawn McCoy against the Redskins? If you had a healthy running back against a worse defense than the Redskins, like I think I'd go with that. I wouldn't. Brandon Jacobs, for instance. But Definitely I digress. Not. All right. So, on the fence about McCoy, wide receivers Jason Avant and Jeremy Macklin and kicker Alex Henry on the fence about all of them and say no to running back. Ronnie Brown and wide receiver Riley Cooper, and you probably forgot about him weeks ago anyway. I never forget about Riley Cooper. <laughs> no, that's not really football-related, I'm guessing. but uh, It's absolutely football-related. The good, the guy has okay. got good hands. He's a good receiver. He's got good hands, but if you're sitting on the bench, it doesn't matter how good your hands are. He's been He's been good enough to be a flex option. And I don't think he's done much the last couple of weeks, but you know, he had a nice run there in the middle of the season when the guys were hurt. But mm-hmm. why don't we move along then? Next game up, Detroit at Green Bay. This is one of those games where we can argue about who's right in terms of should you bench your stars, rest your stars, and make sure they don't get hurt. But it seems like all the signals that Green Bay has been sending indicate that they are not going to play their starters the whole game, and they have quite a few guys that are banged up. I actually think Detroit's going to take this game, and I'll go with them to win this by a score of 27-21. And, again, the only reason I'm doing this is because I think Matt Flynn will spend a lot more time at quarterback on Sunday than Aaron Rodgers will. Um, I, I very much disagree. I think the Packers win this by 10. I think that they're, they want to make sure they win this game. And I think that even Matt Flynn under center for – a half for 25 minutes, I think they can still do that. Um, Aaron Rodgers may still be worth the start for just one half. It really depends on who your other quarterbacks are, but we've seen what he can do in a half of football, and it may be better than whoever your backup quarterback is. If you're in a two-quarterback league and you've got a cushion of somebody you know is playing a whole game, I'd still start him. Running back is Aaron Rodgers. Hmm? Alex Smith or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I may go Alex Smith, but okay. I'd I'd like to go Aaron Rodgers, but I'd probably go Alex Smith. 
Um, running back, it's a little dicier. Ryan Grant, uh, James Starks, whether or not he plays is really going to dictate what you do with the running back situation here. Uh, if Starks plays, I like him best out of the bunch. Ryan Grant has not been the Ryan Grant of old. But if you need a guy, he's not an awful option. There just may be better ones out there. Jermichael Finley's a little banged up, so you may want to look in other directions for tight ends. Wide receivers, Jordy Nelson is an absolute must-start. James Jones, not a terrible option. Uh, Randall Cobb, probably not worth even a flex start this week. Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, probably not going to be enough targets there. Again, you're going to have Matt Flynn part of the time, and it's hard to say who his guys are going to be. Mason Crosby, I'm inclined to say maybe two, and the defense, I'd say probably not this week. Do you want to do Detroit too? No, you can go ahead. Game's in Green Bay, no? Oh, uh, you're right. That's no, it's okay. Not. It's in Detroit. But it's all right. Pardon? I'll do Detroit too. I said it's in Pardon? Detroit, but I'll do Detroit too. Is it? No, I, I can. If no, I'll I'll, I'll do Detroit then. I Go ahead. In Green Bay, but uh, are you sure about that? Well, anyway, I can look, but go ahead and talk about Detroit. I'll double check. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll wing this. But for quarter for Detroit, I would start quarterback. Pardon? <laughs> it's in Detroit, so go ahead. Oh wow, I got that wrong then. I guess I was. It's all right. All right. Let's just go. We got a okay. we got a time. So here. Detroit quarterback Matthew Stafford start him. Um, running back Kevin Smith start. Um, yeah, he's, he's, they named him the starter. So. <clears throat> Pardon? Kevin Smith, they said, is definitely starting this week. So. Okay, wide receiver Calvin Johnson start. Wide receiver Titus Young, maybe. Wide receiver Nate Burleson, maybe. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew, yes, start him. Defense, I would say yes. And kicker uh, Jason Hansen is a maybe for me. Okay. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> I was winging it. <laughs> all right. It's all right. We'll just move on. You're good. Okay. So next game up is Tennessee at Houston, right? It's at Houston. Mm-hmm. I have to check now because you've totally destroyed my confidence here. But, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have Detroit at Green Bay on my schedule. Yeah, it's the – let's move on. We're done. All the right. game is done. We have okay, left we, the half Okay, we've done the game. All right. It doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. Let's go. If you want to tweet who's right, go ahead. Please just um, talk about Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee at Houston. This is another game. I'm not sure how much Houston is going to play their starters. Tennessee obviously still in the, in the hunt for a playoff spot, but I think Houston will get just enough out of their running game to win this game. I'll pick Houston to win and get rid of their two-game losing streak. I'll pick them to win this 20-17. to 17. Now, you think their running game is going to carry them, but you don't want to play Arian Foster. You think Ben Tate is good enough to win this game on his own? Yes, I do. You're crazy. I think Tennessee 200-yard rushing games this year. How am I crazy for thinking Ben Tate is good enough to run roughshod over a lousy defense. You either think the running game's going to work or Ben Tate's going to be in. It can't both happen. (laughs) No, he's he's done well when he's been the feature back this year, and I think that can happen again on Sunday. I think they could start Ben Tate playing the whole game. He'll rush for over 100 yards, and Houston will win. Yeah, I don't don't really think so. I think Tennessee's going to win. But 
I think they should play Arian Foster, although they have not called to ask my opinion. Uh, for Tennessee, I'd probably stay away from the quarterback situation. Be it Jake Locker or Matt Hasselbeck, you're not sure if either is going to play a whole game, who's going to get hurt, what's going to happen. Just stay away. Chris Johnson, if he plays this week, it's really going to depend on who your other options are. If he plays, you probably should play him because he's got the chance to go off. Again, I like other people better, but he is Chris Johnson, so that the ceiling there is higher than with some others. Even against uh, Houston's defense? Yes, against Houston's defense. I disagree. But anyway, That's all right. You disagree with that. my humble opinion. It, so I'm not really deterred by that. My not-so-humble opinion, but anyway, go ahead. Wide receiver Damian Williams, I'm definitely starting. Nate Washington, I'm starting. Uh, Jared Cook and Chris Stevens, not really interested in it. Tight end. The defense, I'm going to say maybe two, leaning more towards no, but the other options out there are not really overwhelming this week, so it's not a bad one. It's just not my favorite. And kicker Rob Baronis is a maybe. For Houston, I would start running back Ben Tate in the defense, maybe two wide receivers, Kevin Walter, Jacoby Jones, and uh, Bryant Johnson, who's questionable with a thigh injury. Tight ends Owen Daniels and Joel Dreesen are both questionable with knee injuries. Whoever plays is a maybe for me. Quarterback Tyler, I mean, TJ Yates is probable with a shoulder injury. Stay away. Running back Arian Foster, I would stay away just because I don't think he's going to play much. Same thing wide receiver Andre Johnson. If they do play him, I think it'll just be for a few series. He's questionable with a hamstring injury. I would stay away. And also kicker Neil Rackers, stay away. Okay. All right, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Indy loses this, and they have their quarterback for the next 10 years. Indy wins this, and St. Louis could well have their quarterback for the next 10 years. I think Indy will will manage to lose this game, put it nicely. And I think Jacksonville, who only has four wins themselves, I think they managed to win this game. I'll pick them to take it by a score of 2017. I think that Indy wins this game. And I think that people can start talking about whether or not St. Louis should draft Andrew Luck because they've already got Sam Bradford, and maybe this can all stop. <laughs> I think that the Colts have finally found themselves a little bit. I don't think Jacksonville, while they've beaten some teams this year, I don't think they can beat the Colts this week right now. I just, sorry, I don't think there's enough there. Uh, Dan Orlovsky had triplets. He's not going to have a lot of sleep. He's not a great fantasy option to begin with, and I don't particularly see this as a high-scoring game, so I'm saying probably not a great start for fantasy this week. You know he'll play the whole game, but you just I don't think there's enough points there to override most other options. Donald Brown at running back, I like the best of the bunch. I know you tend to disagree. You're more of a DeLone Carter fan. Not anymore. Brown's been the guy for these wins. He has been. I, I was think wrong. he's going to continue to be. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Wide receivers, Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon are maybes. Tight end Dallas Clark, I think I'd probably start over, say, a Houston tight end. Kicker Adam Vinatieri, I'm saying no to. And the defense, I'll say maybe to, just because I don't think Jacksonville scores that many points. For Jacksonville... Running back Maurice Jones-Drew, if anybody else were listed as questionable, I'd say he's a maybe, but for him, 
He always seems to play and play well no matter what he's listed at during the week. So start him, start Jacksonville's defense. I'm on the fence being used them as a flex option if you have to for wide receivers Mike Thomas and Chaston West. Tight end Mercedes Lewis is questionable with a hamstring injury. He's a maybe for me. And stay away from quarterback Blaine Gabbert, as if I needed to say that, and kicker Rob Baronis. All right, next game up. Okay. New York Jets at Miami. They only played each other a few weeks ago on a Sunday night, but here they are back again. Just have to win this to maintain what slim playoff possibilities they have. I'm going to toss a coin and say that the Jets win this, but I think they eke it out. I think this will be a lot closer than the first game was, and I think the Jets will take this 21-20, which is my way of saying I think either team could win. I think what will dictate who wins this game is how healthy Reggie Bush's ankle is. If Reggie Bush can even be 75%, I think they can win this game. But if Reggie Bush can't go or he's only 50%, they, Matt Moore cannot win this on his arm alone, not against those defensive backs. So if Reggie Bush plays, I'm I'm ready to say Miami can win this game. But uh, at this point, I guess I probably have to say the Jets because I don't know what Reggie Bush will do yet. Mark Sanchez, a quarterback, really should only ever be started as a second quarterback. I'd prefer to just leave him alone entirely, but that's not really possible. If you have a a chance to start two quarterbacks, you can start him as a second. Please don't start him as your only quarterback. That's a terrible idea and a great way to lose a championship. Yeah, I think I would rather start him than Aaron Rodgers this week, but um, I know you'll get I'd rather start Aaron Rodgers for one half of football than Mark Sanchez for a whole game. I disagree. Well, that's all right. Um, I definitely definitely want to start tight end Dustin Keller. I want to start Plexico Burris and Santonio Holmes at wide receiver. Sean Green, a little dinged up, LaDainian Tomlinson, Joe McKnight. Everybody's injured at running back. I'm not in love with any of the options. I'm sure you have a different opinion, Sherpa. Would you like to voice it? (laughs) No, no, that's quite all right. I just Sean I think Green. they're all maybes. I don't. I'm Sean Green. I guess is my favorite of the bunch. I just I mm, not excited about him. Nick Folks a maybe, and the defense is a maybe. For Miami, I would start their defense. I would stay. Well, quarterback Matt Moore is a maybe for me. Depends who your other options are. Wide receivers Brandon Marshall and Devon Best are both maybes for me. Marshall questionable with that knee injury. Anthony Fasano, he's probable with a concussion. He's also a maybe for me. Stay away from all their running backs, including Reggie Bush, Daniel Thomas, and Lex Hilliard. Not that you would want to start Lex Hilliard or Daniel Thomas anyway. Stay away from wide receiver Brian Hartline and stay away from kicker Dan Carpenter. So that's enough for that game. I just want to say that Matt Moore down the stretch has been a much more reliable quarterback than a lot of others in the league. So if you're looking for a guy that you know is going to play a whole game, he's not a bad option of the ones that are going to be available come Sunday. I would start him before I would start Matt, before I would start Mark Sanchez, and I would also start him over Aaron Rodgers this week if I had the choice between the two. I'd be a lot closer on him and Aaron Rodgers, but I would far and away start Matt Moore before Mark Sanchez. Absolutely. Okay. Next game up, Chicago at Minnesota. This game means nothing for either team. Minnesota took themselves out of the Andrew Luck sweepstakes last week with their win over the Redskins. 
Chicago, they've already placed their star quarterback and star running back on IR because they're not in the playoff hunt anymore. So eh, who knows? Who cares? I'll I'll pick Chicago to win 24-17 because even with all their second stringers, I think they're still a better team. Still a lot of points. a lot of points to score. Um, Unfortunately, this game could have been a good game had it been teams that, you know, should be on the field and were healthy or even close to healthy. But, unfortunately, this was going to be kind of a forgettable game. Um, Bell, the running back for Chicago, not a bad start because they've given up on Marion Barber and there's nobody else left standing. (laughs) Clearly, uh, Josh McCowan and Caleb Haney really not getting the job done at quarterback, so they're going to run. McCowan wasn't bad last week. No. a lot better than Haney. Yes, but that really isn't a stretch to to do. I mean, <laughs> no offense to Caleb Haney, we just thought that a lot of bigger things were going to come for him after the NFC Championship second half last year. That did not come to fruition. So go for the run game for Chicago. Uh, that means tight ends, stay away, wide receivers. Earl Bennett or Johnny Knox, I think – Actually, Dane Sandsenbacher, the rookie out of Ohio State, has been the guy that McCowan seemed to target a lot. He is not a bad flex, sleeper play, whatever you want to call it. I'd stay far away from Roy Williams this week. He got a couple of targets, but it's just I'm always worried he's going to put the ball on the ground. Kicker Robbie Gould, I would say maybe two. They've got to score points somehow, and it's probably going to have to come from the kicking game. The defense, I'd say yes to Johnny Knox is on IR, no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he had back surgery. Good call. Okay. For Minnesota, running back uh, Toby Gerhardt would be a start for me. Wide receiver Percy Harvin and tight end Asante Shanko, they would all be starts for me. Joe Webb, he might play. Um, I, he's, I like Joe he's Webb. A maybe. Yeah, I do too. He's a maybe for me. Wide receiver Devin Naramashadu is a maybe for me. Defense is a maybe. Stay away from Christian Ponder. He's probable with a concussion, but in a meaningless game, I can't. I can't see the Vikings leaving him in for more than a few series. Just, just but we'll Joe see. Joe looked good. He looked good last week. I mean, let's just let's just go with yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Wide receiver Rich Camarillo, stay away. Tight end Kyle Rudolph, stay away. And kicker Ryan Longwell, stay away. So, not much uh, fantasy value to be had there, other than the the three guys: Gerhard Harvin and Shanko. Fair enough. I can't argue too much. Okay. Well, you can, but anyway. I could, but I'm choosing not to. I'm saving saving up for later games. Buffalo at New England. This, I think, is going to be a better game than most people think. Again, Buffalo last week, it didn't surprise me that they handled Denver the way they did. This week, I think New England is still going to win. Pardon? A little bit. I, it surprised me a little bit. I didn't think it'd be quite to that extent. I didn't know they had it oh. in them. I'm happy they did, but I didn't know it was coming. No, they're, well, they matched up pretty well with Denver, I thought. But this week, I think their strengths match up pretty well with New England's weaknesses, too. And New England, I'm guessing, is, is going to be playing their starters at most half the game, if even that. So I think New England will win, but flip a coin, I'll take New England to win 28-27. Okay. I, I agree. I think it'll be close. Um, I'm a little more inclined to start Buffalo players after last week than I was two weeks ago. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know he's going to play the whole game. The New England defense isn't all that sound, and you don't even know how many of those starters are going to be there. So he's not a terrible play this week. Uh, Stevie Johnson at wide receiver, absolutely. David Nelson, I like David Nelson. I have a soft spot for him. He's dating Cowboys cheerleader, which makes him okay in my book, but he's not a bad flex so option bad for fantasy. <laughs> Uh, not, Naaman Roosevelt is a maybe. I just don't think there's enough targets there. Lee Smith, I'm not in love with at tight end. C.J. Spiller at running back. Um, I guess you can go ahead and start C.J. Spiller. I don't love it. I just, I, I'm not sold on him just yet. Uh, the defense, I'm saying no to, and I'm saying no to whoever they run out at kicker. It doesn't look like it's going to be Ryan Lindell again this week. Even Tom Brady for a little bit can do damage to your defense. I don't know if I'm ready to say just because he's not going to play a whole game, I want to start them. So for New England, there's nobody I would start, believe it or not, because I just, again, don't think that they're going to play many of their starters for much of the game. Quarterback Tom Brady would be a maybe for me unless they say that he's definitely going to play all game, and even then I wouldn't believe it. Running backs Ben Jarvis, ben Jarvis Green Ellis, and Stephen Ridley are maybes for me. And I'll even give wide receiver Chad Ochocinco, the, the Sherpa, maybe. Who does thing. have a touchdown this year. <laughs> he does. He does, granted, but I still don't think that makes him fantasy worthy. But uh, anyway. Somebody's got to catch a touchdown there. Yeah, but, yeah, he's probably as good a pick as any this week. Tight ends Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez are maybe for me. Just again, I don't think either of them is going to play the whole game. The defense is a maybe, and kicker Stephen Goskowski is a maybe for me. It might be tempting to start Ryan Mallett, but don't do it. Wide receivers Wes Welker, Deion Branch, and Julian Edelman, as, as Jana alluded to, are all injured and questionable, so stay away from all of them. And running back Shane Vereen is questionable with hamstring injuries. Stay away from him, too. That was ugly. Let's go to yep. a happier game. All right. <laughs> Carolina at New Orleans. Again, you don't know with New Orleans. I think they are going to go all out and try to win this game just because they, they are. In, in theory, they still could get the second seed. And San Francisco is also playing an early game, so they won't know you know, unless the San Francisco game becomes a route. In, in that case, maybe they pull the guys, let's but I'm get, guessing they Let's don't. get Drew Brees some more yards, man. Let's make this record count. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're more that's interested in winning the for. Super Bowl than they are in running up the score. Oh, wait a minute. They, can just, do both. they did that last they can week. Do both. They did that last week. Anyway, New Orleans, I think, wins this game. It'll be somewhat of a shootout, but I'll pick New Orleans to win 31 24. Mm, yeah, I think New Orleans wins pretty easily. Uh,. I just I just don't think that Carolina can match up with the pace of scoring that New Orleans is going to put down on them. They they can put some points up, but I don't think that they can score seven every drive the way that the Saints can. Cam Newton is always going to play the whole game, which is something that can not be said about a lot of quarterbacks this week, so he's probably a good start. Running back, Stewart, Williams, who's going to get more carries? You just don't know, so flip a coin, take your pick. Hopefully, I'd rather start LaShawn McCoy than these guys. But tight end, Jeremy Shockey's been getting some looks. He's not a terrible option, not my favorite, but not the worst either. Steve Smith, always a good idea. Legadu Nane, if he plays, I'm going to start him. Brandon LaFell is a maybe. 
I don't mind him as wide receiver too, too much. You know that they're going to be throwing a lot because they're going to have to score. Kicker Alindo Mare, say no. The defense, just say no. It's not worth it. New Orleans, I would start quarterback Drew Brees, running back Darren Sproles, wide receiver Marcus Colston, tight end um, <clears throat> Jimmy Graham, and kicker John Casey. On the fence about running backs Pierre Thomas and Chris Ivory, running wide receivers Robert Meacham and Devery Henderson in the defense. Stay away from running backs Mark Ingram, who's got who's questionable with a toe injury, and wide receiver Lance Moore, who's questionable with a hamstring injury. I think New Orleans would be foolish to play either of those guys if they want to have them healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So onward, late games, first one up, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Shouldn't be close, but Atlanta always seems to make games they should win easily, unnecessarily yeah. close. So I'll pick time. them to win this uh, 27, Atlanta to win this 27-21. I'm not very excited about anything that's happening on Tampa Bay right now. Even LeGarrette Blunt got benched in the first quarter last week because he put the ball on the ground. Um, there's really... You can start Josh Freeman if you're really, really stretching or if you're in a two-quarterback league, but to be honest, he doesn't really have anybody to throw to that's healthy. So that's sort of a problem. Mike Williams is probably your best bet, but he's always double-covered. Preston Parker was a nice setup off him as well as Aurelius Ben, but it looks like they're both probably not playing as well as Sammy Strader. So... Maybe LeGarrette Blunt's back in the good graces this week and use him or tight end Kellen Winslow. But quite frankly, I hope you have better options somewhere else because this is there's just not going to be a lot of fantasy points here this week. Kicker Connor Barth, I'm saying no to, and the defense, I'm saying no to as well. Does Briscoe? No, eh, just I'm not excited about it. All right, for Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan, start him. Wide receivers uh, Roddy White, start him. Julio Jones, questionable with an ankle injury. If he does play, I would start him. Uh, tight end Tony Gonzalez, start and start the defense. Running back Michael Turner, he's questionable with a groin injury. I use a maybe for me, as are running backs Jackie Rogers and Jason Snelling. Kicker Matt Bryant is a maybe for me, and wide receiver um, Harry Douglas, questionable with a groin injury. I'd stay away from him. Okay. So, moving right along, we have. Um, Baltimore playing the Cincinnati Clippers, and uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll pick Baltimore to win this game just because just because they have more at stake than uh, Cincinnati does. But I'll pick Cincinnati. I mean, I'll pick Baltimore to win this 21-17. I don't think it'll be the shootout the first game was. Uh, probably not, but I think that Baltimore has just got a little bit more offensively than Cincinnati does. So even though they don't have a ginger ninja at quarterback, I, I think they can still win this game. Um, I'm okay with starting Joe Flacco and Ray Rice. Uh, wide receiver Torrey Smith I like this week. Anquan Bolden is not playing. Uh, Lee Evans, eh. Williams, eh. Corey Smith is really the only one I'm, I'm really going for this week, I think, at wide receiver. I think Ray Rice is going to have a pretty nice day, and that's going to be where the majority of their offense is coming from. Tight end Ed Dixon, I would say maybe two. I'm just not really wowed by him. Billy Cundiff, I'm saying no to, and the defense, I'm saying yes to. For Cincinnati, their defense is the only unit that I would start, the only player or unit I would start. 
wide receivers, A.J. Green and Jerome Flipper Simpson, or maybe it's for me, Green, questionable with that shoulder injury. Tight end, Jermaine Gresham is a maybe for me. And I would stay away from Mr. Ginger Ninja, as, as Jana likes to call him, Andy Dalton, the quarterback, and running back Cedric Benson and Bernard Scott, and kicker Mike Nugent, stay away. I think we're all just hoping Jerome Simpson does another flip this week. I, I think that's the only reason anyone's watching this game. Uh, I want to yeah. see if uh, Howie Nagata does a, does tries to do a backflip. That would be worth watching, but probably yeah. won't. All right, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'll pick Pittsburgh to win 27-14. This is a battle of, like, six-string quarterbacks here. This is not not one of the top-tier games this week. Roethlisberger thinks he's going to play for a half, which means you can't really start any Steeler quarterback. Not that I really think that you were going to anyway, but Roethlisberger will get himself out onto the field. For how long is anybody's guess, and then... Charlie Batch is probably going to be the guy who relieves him, but at that point, how much damage has been done, your fantasy team cannot withstand it. It's just not going to happen. Richard Mendenhall is going to be a good start this week. Wide receivers, it's a little bit of a crapshoot in that you're going to have multiple quarterbacks in there, so it's hard to say who exactly is going to get the targets. Plus, you've got injuries to contend with. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back again this week. Uh, Battle still looking a little shaky. Mike Wallace, we're not sure if he's going to play. That's going to come down to game time decision. Decision. I can't talk. Jericho Cotri may not be a bad play, though. He might, he might be my favorite healthy receiver of the bunch, which is an unusual thing to say, but there you go. Uh, kicker Sean Sweezum, I'm going to say yes to, and the defense I'm going to say yes to as well. For Cleveland, there's nobody on that team I would start this week. Running back Peyton Hillis, <laughs> questionable with the elbow injury. Jana mentioned is a maybe for me. Wide receiver Greg Little is a maybe. Tight end Evan Moore is a maybe in the defense. I'm also on the fence about quarterback Seneca Wallace. He's a no for me. Running back Ontario Hardesty and Chris Ogbenaya are no's for me. Wide receiver Josh Cribbs and Mohamed Massaclaw. Both no's for me, and kicker Phil Boston is also a no. It's a real shame that by the time we were able to say Chris Ogmanaya without saying it four times before getting it correct, that the season ended. I feel like we just had a missed opportunity here. Well, he had a missed opportunity. <laughs> if he had kept playing well, then we would have been had to say his name more often, but Ogmanaya, Ogmanaya, Ogmanaya. We'll I, be ready. We'll be ready for we'll, we're, I'm already in preseason form for 2012 when it comes to pronouncing good, his name. Good. Some of the others, not so much, but I have time. That's what the off season is for. So now, yeah, next we're going to put, put you to work. That's right. I'll have to go to the combine, the name pronouncing combine. So yep. Seattle and Arizona, I'll, yeah, who cares? But I'll pick Arizona to win this 24-21. I'll pick Arizona to win it too, even though the quarterback thing seems a little sketchy as does running back. But I just – I. This game makes me sad for the game of football as a whole. I don't really think that there's a lot I want to be starting here. I guess Marshawn Lynch is probably it for Seattle. That's it. Anybody else you want to talk about or no? Not really, no. Okay. (laughs) For Arizona, I would start. I think they're going to go with the skeleton crew again this week, so – Start quarterback John Skelton if he plays. He's looked pretty decent, or at least fantasy-wise he has 
wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald start and start the Cardinals defense. Uh, running back Beanie Wells is a maybe for me, questionable with a knee injury. Wide receivers early Doucette and Andre Roberts are maybes for me. Tight end Todd Heap maybe. Kicker Jay Thiele maybe. Stay away from Kevin Cobb if he does play. Running back LaRoff, Stephen Fowling, and tight ends Jeff King and Rob Hausler. All right. Kansas City at Denver. The the Orton's against the Tebow's, and everybody's talking about how much incentive Kansas City, at least Kyle Orton, has to win. That's all well and nice and makes for an interesting story and gives the writers something to write about. But Denver has more at stake here, and I think they take this game. And as we'll see in a second, I think they take the division. I'll pick them to win this game 24-20. I think Denver wins. They're at home. They've got more to play for. And quite frankly, they've got a little bit more going for them right now than Kansas City does. No offense to the Kansas City Sherpas. But um, fantasy-wise, you can see what happens with Kyle Orton. I mean, unless he gets hurt, he's going to play the whole game. I just don't know how much actual value you're going to get out of this. It's going to be a low-scoring game. The Denver defense is pretty good. And running backs, Dexter McCluster, I guess, would be the one I like the best. Battle's been injured. Again, not really excited there. Leonard Pope is more of a maybe. Steve Breston, Dwayne Bowe, Jonathan Baldwin, all maybes for me at wide receiver. And Ryan Suckup's a no. The defense is... I'm going to say no. I think the Denver Tebos are going to put up a few more points than usual. I think Leonard Pope belongs on the Cardinals. Okay. I can see where uh, you're going with that, but he, he does still play for the Chiefs. <laughs> he does, but we're going to start a, a petition to get him traded to the Cardinals just because of his mm-hmm. name for next season. So for Denver, I would start quarterback Tim Tebow, even if Bill Maher wouldn't. Running back Willis McGahee, start him. Wide receiver Demarius Thomas, start him. Start the defense. On the fence about wide receiver Eric Decker and kicker Matt Prater. And I would not start running back Lance Ball, wide receiver A. Royal, or tight end Daniel Fells. Okay. Home stretch. Let's do these All last right. two. Two minute drill. And then we got to pick our Super Bowl teams. So uh, you be thinking time, about that go. already. Let's It'll take go. you five seconds to save them. San Diego at Oakland. San Diego wins this game, 28-24. So there. I okay. Um, I I think Oakland may win, but I'm not particularly. I don't think either of these teams play all that well. Uh, Philip Rivers. I guess you can start. I'd prefer a few other options or a second quarterback. Running back wise, Mike Tolbert, Ryan Matthews, both dinged up. I'm not excited about either. Tight end Antonio Gates, I'll say okay to wide receiver Vincent Jackson. If he plays, you can start. Malcolm Floyd's all right. Patrick Creighton is much more of a flex option. Maybe to the defense and maybe to kicker Nick Novak. For Oakland, I would start quarterback Carson Palmer and wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay. And on the fence about wide receivers Chas Schillens, Lewis Murphy, and TJ Hushmanzada, tight end Kevin Boss, the defense. And kicker Sebastian Janikowski, and say no to running backs Darren McFadden, Taiwan Jones, and Michael Bush. Wide receivers Jacoby Ford and Denarius Moore. Okay. So now we come to the game that Jenna and I both have a rooting interest in. And Jenna, you'll be happy to know that that I've been wrong on the Giants, I think, the last five weeks in a row, and that I'm picking them to win this game. So that probably means Dallas wins the division, but 
just looking at it on paper, I think Dallas, I think New York wins this game 27-21, and you can thank uh, Jason Garrett for uh, playing Tony Romo last week and getting him injured for, for that when New York wins on Sunday night. Dallas wins by 10. It's happening. They can't beat the Giants in Dallas, but they're not in Dallas this week, so we're going to be just fine. They're going to the playoffs where they're probably one and done, but I'm okay with that because I'm still playing Tony Romo. I'm playing Felix Jones. I'm playing Jason Witten. I'm playing Des Bryant, Miles Austin, and maybe Laurent Robinson as a flex. I'm playing the defense and kicker Dan Bailey. Jason Pierre-Paul is probably going to get more touches in the Dallas backfield than Felix Jones will this week. I know you're wrong, so I'm not really worried about your smack talk. All right. Well, just watch the game, and then you can call me. Or you, you oh, can have really? A show I next thought I week. wouldn't watch the game. Of course I'm going to watch the game. <laughs> you can watch the game, and then you can have a show by yourself next week where you spend an hour apologizing to me for, for smack talking my Giants. But Perhaps anyway. we'll just have a whole hour where I gloat. Um, you could do that. All right. So for New York, I'm going to start quarterback Eli Manning, wide receiver's and wide receiver Victor Cruz and the defense. Akeem Mix, wide receiver, is a maybe for me. Running back, Timot Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs are maybes for me. Kicker Lawrence Tynes, maybe. Stay away from running back DJ Ware, especially if your name is Tom Coughlin. Wide receiver, Mario Manningham. Tight ends, Jake Ballard, Blair Pascoe, and Travis Beckham. All right. Who's your Super Bowl winner? My Super Bowl winner, I am going to pick... Baltimore to win the Super Bowl over the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, they're not. Not with that pass defense. They're not even making it. Uh, Neither Green Bay nor New England is making it to the Super Bowl with those pass defenses. Of course, New Orleans isn't much better, but I'll take San Francisco before I would take Green Bay if I'm doing a Super Bowl pool. You it's obviously okay, disagree. I'll be the who's, one who takes Green Bay and wins all the money. All right, who, who's Green Bay going to beat in, in Channel World? Uh, you know, I think Green Bay may very well beat Baltimore. I think it's either going to be Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I really think all the other teams are so fatally flawed that I just can't see any of them getting to the Super Bowl. It doesn't really we'll matter see. what your flaws are. You just got to get hot at the right time. Oh, I don't see any of those teams being able to overcome those balls and get hot. But anyway, the main thing is I just want to thank you, Jenna, for, for sticking with me for two years now and for putting up with me for 50 shows, and especially this one. Yeah, this is always a lot of fun. And thank you to those of you who have uh, written in or called or, or tweeted us or done whatever. And good luck to you, those of you who are still playing in, in championship games this week, and other than that, keep in touch with us over the off-season, and Jana, how how can people do that? We will be back again next season. You can find us in a number of places in the off-season. Obviously, you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at the number 4thninchesshow. I'm at jkim16, and Sherpa, you want to tell them where to find you as well? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I'm at fantasy underscore Sherpa is my, my Twitter handle, and you can there find you me there. And, and You can find us also at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which has 
all kinds of great rankings, including for this week, waiver wire suggestions and all that good stuff, over 300 players ranked, so be sure to check that out. You can also look at our Learning Annex videos. We've got two good ones there. You can just search us, Jana and the Sherpa, on the Learning Annex site or find a link through fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And I think that's about it. And if you see someone sitting over in the corner wearing a cowboy jersey and looking forlornly at the screen as the Cowboys and the Packers both go down to ignominious defeats, that's probably Janet. Nope, don't wear the Cowboys jerseys in public. I don't like to get killed. Oh, well, in Philly or South Jersey, maybe. Not a safe area. Anyway, right, right. So, anyway, you're, you're always safe no matter where you go in public if you're wearing an Arizona Cardinal jersey. I've found that to be the case, no. but no, anyway, so anyway, anyway have a, thank you. Have a we'll great rest of the next. season. Thanks for listening, yeah. and thank you, Jenna, again, as always, for carrying me and carrying the show. <laughs> See you guys in the summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.